I was a nurse and am a nurse and I was working at Piedmont in my dream job. And this girl called me and said, Hey, I really want you to go to Healing Strong. Mm. Well, having a Western medicine background, I said, No, I don't I don't want to go to any groups. Nope. Because I know they can scare you and they can freak you out with every worst case scenario. And she goes, It's not like that at all. Well, I was just a real snob about it and pretty emphatic <laughs> that I would have no part of that. And I really don't know what got me there other than prayer, but I happened to be at one where Susie was and oh my gosh, did I have to repent after after that meeting. It just took one meeting and I was sold. That was the voice of Joni Watkins. And hello, I'm Jim Mann here on the I Am Healing Strong podcast. Allie, of course, is busy again. Baseball season is here and she'll be back to talk a little bit with us. Let us know what is going on because I get a lot of questions about Allie. Everybody misses Allie. Why don't they miss me? Because uh, I'm always here, I guess. <laughs> that could be it. I'll go with that anyway. But today we have a great conversation with Joni and uh, talking about sleep. A great hobby for lots of us. I like to sleep. I can't nap. I've never been able to nap, but uh, I do like to sleep. And I usually do that at night. And we'll find out what a great sleeper I am. How I am the perfect sleeper. I know what I'm doing. And I didn't realize that. So here is that conversation with Joni. Well, it's my privilege to sit down and talk with Joni Ballou Watkins. Uh, you're known as Joni Ballou as an author and Joni Watkins as Mrs. Watkins. Yeah. That works out well. <laughs> Where'd you grow up at? I was born, if you can believe it, on the campus of the University of Alabama. No way. <laughs> yep. Roll Tide. <laughs> oh, then you don't like the fact that I live near Clemson. I'm fine with Clemson. Okay, good. Wasn't it Trey or what was the quarterback that was so good? Trevor Lawrence. Trevor, Trevor, that's right. Yeah, he's a good man. Yeah, he is. I tried to get him on the podcast, but he's just too big. I tried to get him before he left here, but no. We went to the same coffee shop for crying out loud. I know. <sighs> oh, well. Anyway, enough of that. I like Alabama, too. I just hate it when they keep winning. <laughs> but, well, you know, I think we've given you a little bit of fun last year then because we kind of, we had a hiccup now and then. Yeah, yeah. And it's all a bunch of guys just that are doing their best. So, I mean, what what are you going to say? You got to love them all, right? They are. I love, I love our guys, every one of them. We, that is one thing that Chuck and I do share is he played for Bear Bryant. So. Oh, really? He didn't get to play long. He, he had an injury, so that was short-lived. But that's our claim to fame right there. Well, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, I played for no one. So <laughs> <laughs> I played peewee league one year, and they sat me on the bench the whole time. So my helmet was bigger than the rest of my body. So, I mean, I, <laughs> I wasn't big enough to play. But that's beside the point. I'm going in a whole different direction here, aren't I? Do you still live in that area? No, so what happened is I uh, moved to Atlanta around 91, 92. So I've been here a long time. Mm. And, um, and you know, Dr. Stanley just passed. Yes. And I actually moved here to go to his church. Oh. So that was the draw to Atlanta. I thought, surely to God, I will find a really good husband at his church. Mm. And um, that was decades ago. So I didn't find Chuck at church uh, at First Baptist, but his dad 
is a huge part of our story, and he was very close to the Stanleys. He actually put all the carpet in their downtown location. So, Wow. Okay. I went to his church one time decades ago. You probably remember me. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 How could I forget you? That's true. <laughs> yeah. I was there. Um, it was great. It was great because I've always seen him on TV, and, of course, we played him at the radio station. Yeah. We're, we're practically best friends. I see that. Mm. You just make big splashes, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Just people don't know it. That's all. <laughs> but yeah, he's oh, a man. he's a great man. I just I really admired him. But he's having a good life now. That's for sure. That is for sure. You wrote some books. I understand about sleeping, which is a which is a great subject for lots of people because that's like a hobby for some people. Well, I wrote one book, and I did the study guide. So those are the two things I wrote. I, I wrote the study guide for. Feeling strong, and it it came from the book Nurse Nurse I'm Worse Can You Help Me Sleep. Nurse Nurse I'm Worse Can You Help Me Sleep is based on a um, the word spelled nutrition, uncluttering or unplugging, um, remodeling spirituality and education. So there's five sections to the book that spell mm. nurse. So really, it's the nurse's approach to sleep. And um, before we got into the spelling of the word nurse. I did write um, a section called restorative sleep and how important it is and what happens if you don't get the right amount of sleep. You know, the study guide I wrote for her was per her request. She wanted, this is Susie, of course, uh-huh. the, our wonderful um, creator and CEO, I guess, of Healing Strong. Yes. She wanted me to incorporate the stuff that I had, you know, written about in my book into a format of sleep for the body, mind, and soul, and that's in the spirit. So we did that. Like someone like myself, I mm-hmm. easily fall asleep. Um, and, of course, I had I had a weird schedule for the past uh, 10 years, 12 years, whatever it was, where I got up at 2 in the morning uh, because I worked in, you know, in the morning show at a radio station. But oh, uh, yeah. it's hard to do. I mean, you never get used to that, getting up at 2. It gets a little easier, but still not too well. But now... Now I still go to sleep like at nine or ten, and I fall asleep like right away. But I always wake up around four for some reason, and I have trouble going back to sleep. Is is there a is there an answer? Do you have an answer for me? I believe it or not, this is one question that I've probably said ad nauseum on on these various broadcasts. But um, if do, when you wake up at four, do you feel like you know, it's time to get up. Do you feel like you want to stay in the bed longer? Uh, Are you rested? That's a good question. Well, think about that because I'm going to tell you what I have learned. I did not know this until I got my diagnosis and had to really revamp the, the way. I thought it was fine to be a night owl. I would always say, I'm a night owl. I like to stay up all night and get up later. Well, turns out, that's really not good for you if you're fighting a disease. And I always add this disclaimer when I talk, I am talking optimal when you're in the throes of disease. I mean, a lot of people freak out when they hear stuff and they say, I can't get to bed early. Well, okay, there are workarounds and we can talk about that. But just getting back to your question, if you are, as you say, in bed by nine and you, you pass out pretty quickly, then you're getting super, super wonderful sleep. You get four times as much benefit 
in the 9 to 2 a.m., especially 9 to 12, they say that is just uh, four times the amount of sleep after midnight. Wow. So you don't need as much sleep. Wow. And so I'm amazing. If you <laughs> if you wake up at four and you feel like I'm ready for the day, I'm I'm able to get up and you're not just in pain and need more sleep, then that probably is a, a good schedule for you. Okay, yeah. And I, I usually get up because I, I lay there for a while thinking I probably should just go back to sleep, but I never do. But if you if you um get up and you I think you said you like coffee. If you have your coffee and you are able to, there's so much you can do at four in the morning while the rest of the world is asleep. Um, you can have amazing quiet times or, or write a book or do whatever. Um, go to the gym, whatever you want to do, because if you've truly given your body the chance to sleep in that time frame, you're not going to need as much as someone who stays up later and doesn't get that optimal window of um, that's what, that's when the healing hormones and the restorative power of the body is the strongest. Okay. I'm not going to mention any names, but uh, uh-huh. the person I married, uh, <laughs> she's a, she's a night owl and all my kids are night owls, all four of them. And uh, well, no, my oldest son is not anymore, but they, they stay up till midnight or one o'clock and, They'll sleep in till 10 if, you know, if they're not working or going to school. But I mean, yeah, it's because you need more sleep the later you stay up because you're opting for, you know, for every minute of sleep you get, it's equal to like in that time window I gave you nine to what, two. Yeah. Some people say 12, but I've, I've read enough that that nine to two window, you're getting four times the benefit. It's like four minutes of sleep in that time frame, whereas after midnight, it's the equivalent of one minute. Man, I'm writing this down. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to show this to that person I did not name, but I'm married to. And okay. the thing is, um, it's, it's really restorative sleep. That's what we're talking about. There's sleep, and then there's restorative sleep. So... You know, I think it's somatotropin is what they call it, the growth hormone. Mm-hmm. Um, it It's still involved in repairing the body while you sleep. And this is truly important for any child that is still developing. People are letting their kids stay up way too late. And it is, it is really wrecking their immune system. And it, it's just not bad. I mean, it's just a bad idea to think. Oh well, he can you know stay up as late as he wants, and then I'll let him sleep in. Because a lot of times they're on their devices, and that's killing melatonin, mm. which is you know you only have six years as a child to build the foundation of your immune system for life. That's why our grandparents lived longer, disease-free than we do now because we're compromising our immune systems from all angles. And, you know, sleep is one of the few things that doesn't cost a thousand dollars. It's not like you have to go buy a sauna or these water filters. And I mean, just use common sense and take away things that keep you from getting sleepy. Even as a child, train them while they're young to honor this going to bed early, get up later. And 
you know, the world will be kinder to them because they're going to have a stronger immune system. Mm, I didn't know that either. And I've, I'm not trying to make this about me. However, <laughs> um, I've never, I've never been a person that could nap either. Is that, is that make me weird? Well, it's unfortunate that the most perfect in the ma- man in the world when it comes to sleep is interviewing me. <laughs> but they tell you, um, I'm just going to be fully transparent here. They tell you, if you do struggle with sleep, don't take a nap. Okay. Now, I understand the science behind that, but I'm telling you right now, I love a good nap. A 20-minute nap, you know, there is a value in that. But if you are really trying to overcome serious insomnia, they try to get you not to take naps because they're trying to get the body to reconfigure the way it sees sleep. Okay. So if you don't have a problem with sleep and you just want to fine tune because you're going through a healing process, you know, naps are fine. Um, I don't, I don't have a strong opinion about that either way. I'm just sharing with you what, the expert researchers say okay. and sometimes they change their mind in the next decade but the going thing is if you're seriously struggling with true insomnia for example if you have completely trashed your adrenals and you are addicted to all these gadgets and you have FOMO fear of missing out you just done yourself a disservice through the years by living that lifestyle you may have serious insomnia and for those people Naps are highly discouraged. This person that I'm not going to name, but uh, i married to her, she can nap. I always envy her, the fact that she can nap at any time and is rested when she gets up. Uh, but me, yeah. I try to nap, and I'm like a little chihuahua. I'm just, you know, I'm, I got all this nervous energy, and something's always moving on me. My, I'm tapping my foot or something, or I'm just thinking about everything. So, I mean... Even as a well, kid, if you're truly um, getting the sleep that you need, it sounds like you are because you're going to bed so early and you have the blessed ability to tune out your family that's night owls. Um, and then you get up around four, you are probably getting such good restorative sleep. You don't really need a nap, I would think. Man, amazing. I didn't even realize that. Okay, I'm glad I called you. Yeah. <laughs> Can we still get a hold of these books? Um, I I do have a few, yes. Um, right. I I had told Susie I I need to update it. It's a 2017, and there's been a lot has happened since 2017. Um, so I do need to update it. But yes, there are a few still. I do have some. I think you was it 2018 at that conference you gave them out. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay, then I have one somewhere here because I was there. Yeah. And the thing that's neat about this book um, is I have tips in the back of each um, chapter. They're called Q-tips, sleep quality tips, and they have a little Q-tip icon. <laughs> so you can blow through a lot of the tips without having to read it all. There's a section that gives you like a bunch of nutrition, the dirty dozen and what they're doing with the milk industry. We're the only westernized country out of 17 that allows milk to come from a cloned animal, which is awful. So for people like my mom who still drinks milk, uh, I've tried to ask her to please 
drink quality milk. And what they do to the, the poor cows, I mean, there's so much pus in our milk. Mm. I just don't even know why mammals drink milk after a certain age. But I'm just trying to caution people, if you give your children milk, make sure it's not from a cloned uh, cow. Yeah. And the reason I focused on milk is, you know, so many people think a warm glass of milk helps you sleep, and my mother swears by it. But um, that's just a sidebar. <laughs> yeah, we won't mention her name either. No, no. That's a lot of good stuff. People don't really think about sleep much, except for they like to have it. But I mean, you don't realize about that um, how healthy it is. Yeah, sleep is is really so important, especially for the people that are going to be listening to this, because they're probably listening either for a loved one or themselves, because they're going through a healing journey or they just came out of one and they want to maintain their healing. And, you know, it gets very expensive to try to do supplements and saunas and Mm. detoxing and all the alternative things that insurance doesn't cover, but sleep costs you nothing. And it's going to be your biggest triumph if you can find a way to honor sleep. And I like to say it like, create a sanctuary for the benediction to your day Mm. because people should get excited about going to bed. You know, there's so much the Lord can tell you in dreams or, um, you know, just pulling away from the world and letting, I think it's Zephaniah says he sings over you at night and the angels, the ministering spirits, they um, hearken to the word of the Lord. So if you're playing in scripture, I mean, there's just so much that can go on in your body. Everybody says, oh, cancer smart. Well, yeah, cancer smart. And that's why I hesitate to talk about supplements and things you swallow because um, some of that stuff ends up feeding the cancer. But guess what is smarter than cancer? And that's the word of God. It doesn't stand a chance. Yes. And that's why the scriptures and sleep and dreaming, that is so powerful in your heart healing journey. It's just super powerful. Yes. And speaking of healing journey, you had one yourself, right? Yes, I did. Yeah. And um, so, Jim, as you already know, I wrote the book long before I knew I was going to have cancer. And uh, to be honest with you, I was beyond shocked that I had cancer because Mm. I did have the CNC nutrition and I tried to, um, I tried to be careful, but I did have a terrible dog attack on my right hand. And I'm not saying that had anything to do with me developing the right breast, but even when I was going through the diagnostic process, they did ask me about that. So I don't know if there's a connection or not. And then the other thing, um, might be a little too much information, but I'm going to say it anyway, because I I see this a lot. Um, Underwire bras are so bad for women, especially as they increase the Wi-Fi. You know, we're living in a world right now that is basically a microwave because the radiation that we're exposed to in many, like if you're in a car, especially an electric car, it's like going to the dentist. We used to wear those aprons when we went to the dentist back in the thousands of years ago day and um it, it i feel like we almost need to put an apron on just to you know walk around even in our own houses yeah. so um yeah so i wrote the book before i got diagnosed and i had had a healing journey with graves disease and 
So I incorporated a little bit of that in it, but um, I wrote the book as part of getting my certificate of nutrition coaching uh, thing from Integrative Nutrition. And one of the things he asked us to do is to write a book. Well, I didn't want to write a book on nutrition because there's 5,000 books on nutrition. Uh-huh. So I thought I'll write a book on nutrition for sleep. And then it just went bonkers. It, there's just so much information people don't realize. And I ended up spelling the word nurse in the book, nutrition, unplugging from all these devices, uncluttering your mind and your bedroom and that thing. And then R is for remodeling your life because there's five pillars of rest, the roles in life, the residence where we live, the resources, the relationships, and religion. Religion can be very mean. These are the things that keep us up at night. And if you don't have balance in your life, you may have to do some remodeling. And then, um, I mean, S is for spirituality. It's a lot about scriptures and sleep and what I just talked about. A while ago and then e is for exercise and how it works in tandem with sleep and so by spelling the word nurse it was my nurse coaching approach to um getting restorative sleep and right after i wrote the book guess what i found out i had stage story cancer mm. and the guy that i was dating um he found out i found out in may and he found out in July he had stage four and they only gave him two years to live. Wow. And they said he would never play golf again. And he was so sweet. He was trying to take care of me. And I'm like, listen, you go do your thing. I got to do my thing. We're, we, you know, we're, whew, we're, we're in trouble. So he, um, went and lived with, um, his brother. He had been living in St. Simon's. And he couldn't decide if he was going to get treatment in Jacksonville, Florida, or come up here to Atlanta. Well, I couldn't accommodate him. I was fighting my own battle, and we weren't married. So he moved to Oconee, and um, he was able to get back with Dr. Ballard, who he had known for years. And we caught this man right before he retired. He's a great oncologist, but like I said, he retired. Chuck got the most awesome treatment they pulled him in there they got him well yeah the urologist gave him two years but it's four years out he's actually playing golf right now so he he ended up flying through his with flying colors i decided to go with nori nutrition oncology research institute and i did the fruit diet for about seven months and my cancer did spread in that time um, because I tried to do alternative. And I went from stage two to stage three. So I then decided I needed to do traditional, um, which I swore I'd never do chemo and all that. But here's what I will tell you. My healing journey is mine. And it was very before the feet of God every day of my life. And he'll tell you to do something he didn't tell me to do. It's a very personalized journey, but what I did was through the fruit diet, and I decided that by reading Proverbs every day, it's just every day there was the word fruit, 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 and it felt like the Holy Spirit was saying to me, do the fruit diet, so I did, and I lost down to 88 pounds, and by the time I started my chemo, I had no fat on me to go through that process, and I then... um 
the first chemo I had just about finished me and I decided to do it 80% instead of 100% and I only did five instead of six. But I say that to anyone, I had permission from the Lord. Now, um, uh, the Billy Graham's daughter, she got a different answer. The Lord told her to do all seven. Mm. So what, what I'm trying to convey here is that's very specific between you and God. Mm-hmm. And the way I knew that I was free not to do the other one is because I'm a nurse, I knew a little bit more than somebody who's not in the industry. I got an ultrasound after each treatment. So I didn't just say, that's it. You know, I monitored it very carefully. And in the meantime, Chuck got so much better that he stayed with me and my mother at my mom's house. And he did all the cooking for me. He did the shopping. He did the smoothies. And and so that's how we got through it. And then when it was over, when I when I had my last chemo and they did my surgery, I was like, God, I don't know what to do with this man. Um, <laughs> you know, do I kick him to the curb? What's going to happen here? And long story short, we decided to get married, and it's been awesome, awesome. <laughs> yeah, if he cooks, got to marry him. I, hey, let's just don't state the obvious. No, he's <laughs> awesome. He's awesome. Yeah, we're great. Oh, that's that's super, and you're both doing well. Yes, yes. He's actually, like I said, on the golf course mm-hmm. today. Now he does have back issues that he would have had without cancer. Not everybody in his family has that L five thing, mm. and he goes to physical therapy for that. But he he loves golf. He's great at it, and he's out there right now having a ball. Well, that's good news, and you're doing yes, great. I am, and I will tell you that. I lost my job after um, COVID. I had a dream job. I had a teaching job with Piedmont, Mm. and they got rid of our entire department. And so his work situation was such that um, his boss, it was a one-man show, he he was very good to Chuck. He, um, you know, paid him monthly. Uh, He hit the floor and died, and so he didn't even get his last check. So I had to find another job, and I unfortunately – um, had to go work on the front lines of COVID. And I will tell you that job was harder than working and going through chemo. It just, it was very, it burned the flesh off of me, let me tell you. And so I am just here to say that I have lived every inch of this book. I totally had to remodel my life. And a lot of us did because of COVID, you know, who saw that coming? So the R section where you deal with your resources, your roles, your relationships, you know, a lot of the churches weren't open and, and churches have to me taken a huge blow because of COVID and, and religion, as I say in here, it can be um, very mean, but the ultimate is your relationship with Jesus. Yes. And so I really, this book, if you want to know the truth, is really about the exchange life. It's about giving him your sleeplessness, giving him your anxieties, and exchanging it for his peace. I talk a lot about Psalm 91 and living a rested life. The Bible tells you the only thing you need to labor in your faith over is labor to enter his rest. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, you can take all the vitamins and get rid of all the Wi-Fi and the gadgets. But if you don't enter his rest, this is a very fallen world. And I can understand why people can't sleep. Yeah, definitely. Well, where do you see things going from here? Are you going to make a movie? I wish. <laughs> do you have a, a, a production company? Sure. Why not? We'll, we'll make no, a movie called I, Sleep. Um, I really honestly, if it wasn't for Susie, I, my coffee maker's going off. I apologize <laughs> to everyone listening. Ah! Um, <laughs> if it were not for Susie, I probably wouldn't have done anything with the book because... It, I think the Lord in his sovereignty knew, of course, everything that was coming. And he had a purpose and a track for my message. And it was Healing Strong mm. because um, the way I wrote the book, it, it's very apropos for after COVID because there's a lot of alternative media now that there wasn't back then. Mm -hmm. And I think COVID brought everybody up to speed on Zoom and how to, you know, communicate from your house and, and have platforms that way. But prior to that, they're just, if you weren't Beth Moore or if you didn't have some contract with Lifeway or something, you just forget it. And I, I did it out of obedience. Uh, I felt like I felt like it was urgent that I write this book. And then I think the fact that I got my teeth kicked out with my diagnosis, his diagnosis, and me getting hacked and getting attacked in ways that I want to go into. Mm. Uh, I believe this is a timely message, um, but just based on the attacks that came from it. Right. So... Um, I think the Lord would love to get the believers off their devices and back in more of a circadian rhythm that's natural, like our grandparents had, so that we can sleep and we can hear from him in dreams. He says in the last days he will give young men and old men dreams and visions. He says that. And um, I know that I can go to sleep and have a dream and wake up with an answer. And it has nothing to do with what I dreamed or, or it does either way. If you're paying attention to those kind of things, you can get some supernatural healing. I've had dreams that I've shared where maybe there was some forgiveness needed just towards somebody and I'll have a dream. And maybe in the dream, they come and ask my forgiveness and I wake up and I, I'm good with them. I don't have any of that anymore. Mm. I think dreams are powerful in the healing process and just in life in general. Right. Now, how did you cross paths with Healing Strong? Well, um, you know, I was a nurse and am a nurse. And I was working at Piedmont in my dream job. And this um, girl called me and said, hey, I really want you to go to Healing Strong. Mm. Well, having a Western medicine background, I said, no, I don't, I don't want to go to any groups. Nope. Cause I know they can scare you and they can freak you out with every worst case scenario. And she goes, it's not like that at all. Well, I was just a real snob about it. Pretty emphatic <laughs> that I would have no part of that. And I really don't know what got me there other than prayer, but I, I happened to be at one where Susie was. And, oh, my gosh, did I have to repent after after that meeting? It just took one meeting and I was sold. And she was so gracious to me. And 
And um, one of the ladies there knew that I had written a book and she told me to bring it. And I did. And I, I honestly, to before God, I was like, I don't even care about this book. I am so I'm, I was like, Woo, you know, just not interested in doing any promotion or anything. I was just trying to live. And so one day um, after I had gone to some meetings and paid attention to some emails and stuff. I saw she was having a symposium and I messed around and waited till it was sold out. And I was so upset. Mm. And my verse that day in Proverbs was something about a caravan of healers. And I knew at that moment, I'm sure if I had my Bible in front of me, I could find that verse. I said, oh, okay, I'm going to be there. Thank God. And the thing that was so upsetting is I live within walking distance to the event. So sure enough, Susie called. And because Chuck was out of work, I paid for mine, but she scholarshiped him. And we were able to go. And I still hadn't decided if I was going to have chemo yet or or I didn't know what was going on with me. And I didn't know if he was going to make it. I didn't know anything when we went. So I gave her all the books. I was like, I want everyone to have one of these books. They're about sleep. And she was thrilled because that was the one thing that she had not addressed in the symposium. So it was just a God thing. Okay. Yeah. Um, of course, Healing Strong is coming up. A uh, 10 year celebration. Can I believe it? Yes. And uh, you're going to be there, right? Um, I told her I would give her the remainder of the books. I don't, when is it? It's coming up in, uh, it's last weekend of September. It's in Houston. I would hope, I would hope I could be there. Yes. We'll just cancel it if you can't come. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) No siree. We'll all sleep instead. (laughs) Right. So, um, the other thing I was going to tell you though, um, in my healing journey, someone gifted me a package. A friend of mine gifted me a package over at Progressive Medical, and they had saunas. And he turned me on to the trampoline, which is the little rebounder. Uh-huh. And so I do want to make sure that everybody knows that exercise is so important if you are seriously not able to sleep. And when you do, it's important. You don't want to do it right before you go to bed. Although there are some people like you that probably could. (laughs) And I just get on the trampoline about 20 minutes a day, 25 on the weekends, because you want to total 150 minutes a week. And I fully believe that if you get on that trampoline and you've gotten on the other side of your healing journey, it will not come back. And I also want to share a verse. I'm going to have to look it up because I don't have it. Nahum 1 9. Well, 1 7, it, it's really 1 7 through 1 9. Let's see. Anyway, it's it's a promise from the Lord. It's um about not coming back. The affliction will not return. Uh-huh. So it's a very good verse for people to have that are fighting, you know, mm-hmm. their illness, whether it's cancer or not. And everyone knows that, especially with cancer, you're always wanting to get your clean bill of health. The longer that you haven't had it, the better, right? Right. It says, the Lord is good, a refuge in times of trouble. He cares for those who trust in him. But with an overwhelming flood, he will make an end 
of Nineveh. He will pursue his foes into the realm of darkness. Whatever they plot against the Lord, he will bring to an end. The trouble will not come a second time. So I have claimed that for my life. And I just don't sit around and say that. I apply the knowledge that God has given, which equals wisdom. If you apply knowledge, it becomes wisdom. And I I think every viewer um, that listens to me and Chris Wark or Abigail, the jumpology expert, and even Susie will tell you that these trampolines, these rebounders are worth the investment because they keep your lymph nodes clean. And that is essentially what the problem is with cancer, right? I mean, you got to keep your lymph nodes clean or it spreads. And so in spelling the word nurse, I think we've hit on all of it. I just wanted to make sure that we included exercise as well. Right. Well, how can people get a hold of you if they have more questions or they just want to? Oh, I don't know, because I'm such a dweeb when it comes to social media. <laughs> and I think I will be updating the book this year. Okay. Just um, just to kind of, you know, keep it more current. There's been so much that's happened since COVID with sleep and, and different things that are out there. So I do intend to continue to tweak it and to have more publications. Maybe by September, after the the big thing in Houston, I'll I'll have a better answer for you as far as how okay. to get in touch with me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if people are listening to this podcast, they could just if they want to get a hold of you, they'll just you know you can email Healing Strong. Yeah, and, and we'll get a hold and, of you. And I will say that the biggest thing about me, um, just to put a cap on all this, is I'm very convinced that the best thing you can do is change your behaviors before you start popping like melatonin. I'm very nervous about where some of it comes from and the quality. Um, Alfalfa is one of the best things you can take because our food is so depleted of electrolytes. Most people need potassium and magnesium, Mm -hmm. which magnesium really helps you sleep. And we're not getting that in the soil and in our food. So if you um, take alfalfa, it should have all those minerals because it goes like 15 feet into the soil and it gets things that our soil has been depleted of because they don't let the land rest like they're supposed to. Oh, okay. So that that's a natural good go-to. Um, also, um, there's been a controversy of when to take vitamin D. Vitamin D is probably, you know, best taken with fat. If you eat like avocado or if you eat meat, it's absorbed. It's a fat soluble. It's really a hormone versus a, a vitamin. Sometimes they say take it in the evening. I tend to want to not take it past lunch. That's just because I don't, it for me it can it can make me stay up later. Yeah. So that's a tip there, and just you know unplug your devices. Get, get them away from you for sleep. We didn't talk about some of the products that are out there. I just had a home assessment done. Uh-huh. And they came in and they put chips on all of our televisions with, it's called electromagnetic field, the problems you get from Wi-Fi and electricity in general. Uh-huh. Um, they can come in and do a home assessment and fix your iPads, your phones, they can give you bands to wear, they can give you stuff to put in your car, they can 
do room home harmonizers, things to put under your mattresses and just get all that junk away from you. Mm-hmm. So I did that and it cost me because I'm in a condo and I needed a lot of stuff and we're between two Wi-Fi towers, 5G. Um, it cost me about $1,200 to do it, but it was very worth it to me. And if you look at the sales on the, like if you go to emfsol.com, emfsol.com, they have all these videos that you can look at the sales before and after your home is remediated. So, you know, there's there's just so much you can do. So just remember, you need restorative sleep. And I always say to my husband, sleep is for restoration, not digestion. Um, it's best to eat your meal. You know, I wouldn't eat past five if I was going to bed at nine, yeah. especially if you're fighting a disease. And the intermittent fasting, trying to fast for 16 hours, depending on, you know, where you are in your journey and whatnot. Uh, so those are some things that you can do in the nutrition department and then unplugging from the devices and uncluttering your mind. There's one thing I want to say about, I keep sharing this exercise, but I never really do it correctly when I share it. And it's the breathe in four, hold seven, breathe out eight. Yes. And if you will picture a balloon where you're breathing in and you're the balloon inside of you is blowing up and then you put the stopper in or you tie it real tight and then you hold it for seven and then you blow out for eight. I tell you, it is hard to make it to eight. You're going to be like, (laughs) and then it's easy to breathe in the four. So it's, you know, breathe in one, two, three, four, hold it for seven, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and then breathe out for eight. I mean, it's really hard to do it for eight seconds. But you made it. Yeah. And, if, <laughs> you know, I've never, you're supposed to do it four times in a row. I've never been able to get to the fourth time without yawning. Really? It works. It works. <laughs> so. Yeah. All these little nuggets anyway, at the end. This is great. Yeah. And they're free, free of charge, right? And you just you just bring out the nuggets in me, I'll tell you. <laughs> That's right. Well, Joni, thank you so much for all that information. Now I feel better about myself with my sleep patterns. Um, Who knew? I Who know. Knew we're going to get kudos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Now I'm going to brag to my wife. I'll, uh, what a Absolutely. great sleeper. Absolutely. I appreciate it. And hopefully I can uh, meet you when we come out there. In September to Houston, and uh, I would love that. I got to think about that. That's something I need to do. Yes, think hard. But, yes, but not while you're sleeping. Well, you can dream about it while you're sleeping. Maybe I'll figure it out while I sleep. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. Well, thank you. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for all you do. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We hope it brings you encouragement on wherever you are on your journey. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please consider giving us a five-star rating. Also, if you haven't already, go to our website at healingstrong.org and check out the info on our 10-year celebration coming up September 29th and 30th at the Met Church in Houston. You don't want to miss that. And consider joining our membership program. Healing Strong is a nonprofit organization that depends on donations from friends like you that want to help us spread hope. And finally, if you're not in a group, You can find one near you, join a virtual one, or learn how to start one of your own, like I did. 
All that information can be found at HealingStrong.org.